What's up? What's happening? How are you? What have you been up to? Come on in. This is Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis, a podcast that explores all the ways that people's lives are affected by modern DNA testing. Some people's lives change for the better. Some people's lives change for the worse. But no matter what, everyone seems to see themselves and their place in the world a little differently. It's 96 degrees today in Los Angeles. We are officially in the dog days of summer, which, okay, hold on, sidebar for a second. This morning, I asked Kaylin if he knew why the dog days of summer were called that, like why are they called the dog days of summer? He also didn't know. So I looked it up and did you know that it has to do with Greek mythology and astrology? It has nothing to do with dogs, really. Um, At this time of year, the star Sirius, which is considered the dog in the constellation Orion, it's a a boy and his dog. So Sirius, the star, rises with the sun at this time of year. And it just happens to be that in the Western hemisphere, this time of year is also when we are all super hot and miserable. There you have it. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. We are a podcast where you learn many things. No need to thank me. Anyway, the dog days are upon us. Uh, And you know, if you listened to last week's episode with Jennifer, that I'm in the process of wrapping up season four. We're down to our last three episodes. Uh, Today, I'm very excited that this one is going to help bookend a really great year that I'm proud of. And the timing couldn't be better. So I have talked a bit before, um, especially in the last few weeks, about a new podcast called Missing Pieces, NPE Life, and it is hosted by Don Anderson. I really like that podcast, and I really like Don. Meanwhile, aside from that, in our NPE community, um, many people know, but if you don't, there is a woman out there in the world who has been sending some NPEs, people, uh, emails And the emails are, to put it lightly, not nice. They are not nice missives. Uh, I won't get into the details because you can hear them soon enough uh, if you head over to Don's podcast. But Don put out an episode last week about this person. Uh, I don't know what to call her. Uh, A troll or, or other words to describe mean people. Uh, but anyway, so many people are talking about Don's episode and I think, anyway, you go listen to it. Uh, it's, it's, it's like slightly controversial in the, in the, in the threads, but, um, I really hope it, it makes you laugh. That's, that's what I really appreciated about it the most. Um, and it made me think that I wished Don was my older brother and or had just been on my side more in middle school and high school. Anyway, I know I'm not alone. Lots of people are wondering, who is this Don guy? Well, my episode today is with Don Anderson of Missing Pieces of NPE Life and his sister. A warning to listeners. Don and Tammy's story is an NPE tale with a very happy ending. So if that's not what you're in the mood to hear today, today is not for you. Uh, move along. I won't be offended. It happens. But for the rest of you, I hope you enjoy the energy between these two as much as I do. Here you go. So do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound great. Do I sound okay? Yeah, you sound great. Everybody sounds great. <laughs> What's happening? How do I sound? Amazing. You sound great. Oh, this is amazing. So I'm here with Don and Tammy. Hi. 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 We're here on Everything's Relative Podcast. You are brother and sister, half brother and sister if we're really splitting hairs, right? Yes. 27.8%. 27. Okay. 27.8%. And we're, you're gonna tell you're gonna tell your story today, right? That's the plan. We didn't have we didn't we have a plan. We don't have a good plan. We mm-hmm. We don't have a plan. Don't have a plan, but generally, 
in this podcast, we talk about people's DNA discoveries. So let's focus on that. Tammy, you are in New Mexico. I'm in Mexico. Old Mexico. Old Mexico, as my as my mom would say it, old Mexico. Oh, Mexico. You're in Mexico. I'm in Mexico. The country. The country. The country. South of the border. This is amazing. I don't know why, but it's amazing. <laughs> sure. That's like blowing my mind right now. We have an international guest. We have an international guest on the podcast. <laughs> Don, you are in Los Angeles. I am. Fun fact about Don, which I will probably tell all the time, every time that we are ever in the same space, is that Don, I don't know if Tammy knows this, Don is the first person in my life who I knew outside of of the DNA discovery community. I already knew him in LA, in the world. And then I saw him the, one of the days that he announced, he came into the, the community on one of the Facebook groups and was like, hey, this is my story. And I was like, Don, 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 hey, <laughs> Don, Don, hey, it's me, it's me. Um, so I, I don't know, I don't know what, what, why that makes me feel extra sort of like connected to Don in some kind of, I just, I always knew there'd be somebody eventually, right? Statistically, we're all going to see someone we know. Exactly. Yeah, you were my first, but I, that was the first day, so I didn't. <laughs> wouldn't, have, wouldn't, have put, wouldn't have put my money on Dawn, if I had to guess. But uh, so anyway, so it's so it's very exciting and um, for me. And he and then he we connected, and he's got this awesome podcast that is so fun. Have you been listening to it, Tammy? It's so good. Of course, I've been listening to it. I'm in one of the episodes, so yeah, I listen. I listen to it uh, passionately. In fact, he also turned me on to your podcast and told me your story when he was taking me back to the airport when the first visit that I had with Don in LA, right, Don? Or you were listening yes. to it on the way back to anyway. So yeah. and Tammy's actually one of the I I mean, what do we call people that aren't MPEs? Normies? That's what I call them. <laughs> so Tammy's one of the normies that she mm-hmm. actually listens to NPE podcasts because That's she loves me so much. That's really nice. Yes. I think that's the reason she isn't. <laughs> it's 100% the reason. <laughs> that's the right answer. That's great because because it's well it's wonderful that you're doing that for Don, but it's also wonderful that you that we just are that more and more people could find out about this world. So whoever you're telling in the grocery store checkout line or you know, at the library, those are the two things I imagine you do is go to the grocery store in the library in Mexico. of the time, every day. El Biblioteca. Just the grocery store. Tammy lives in a town where our dad lived. Oh. She followed him down to Mexico. If you listen to my podcast episode two, you'll hear all about that. Um. (laughs) Shameless plug. Plug it away. So Dawn's podcast is amazing. It is called Missing Pieces and P.E. Life. Uh, And I am not kidding when I say that his podcast is a lot like how I wish I could make my podcast. I love all the production work that he puts into it and the tone. Um, And I don't, one, don't know how to do that. And two, didn't feel like I had the time when I was coming out with the podcast. (laughs) So I was like, mine's going to be just really straight up just talking. But I love that Dawn is uh, here to like bring a new sort of like a new style to the the small collection of us because most most everybody um, we sort of are the same ish and uh, Don came in to mix it up. And I, it, I love it. I love it. Every time I listen, I get so excited. Thank you. Yes. And Eve is part of an amazing episode. Yes. Episode four on there with three other ladies and she gets really vulnerable. And I do. I yeah. do get really vulnerable. God, I am a really vulnerable person. Are you going to be like Barbara Walters and everybody that goes on your podcast cries, Don? I mean, everybody has so far. Don gets right to the right to the heart of it real fast. I did not see it coming. I cried. I cried quite a bit. <laughs> She's all snotty and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a part of crying. It is. Uh, that's okay. So but I cry when okay. I listen to it too. So I mean, in a good way. We're all just a bunch of open-hearted, really vulnerable, lovely people here today. Um, so, Don, why don't you tell me, I don't need you to tell me your whole MPE story. We'll get to that. But tell me briefly 
what it was like growing up. Where did you grow up? Uh, and and then I want to hear Tammy's version of the same thing. I want to know what was going on at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. All right. So believe it or not, we grew up somewhat similarly. Um, my mom had a type, alcoholic man. Um, so the I grew up, my parents were divorced when I was five. And I lived in Illinois at that time. And then my mom took me and my sister to Arkansas, where I spent most of my childhood kind of like I would do school in Arkansas summer in Illinois. Dad was an alcoholic, married a woman who had um, who developed mental issues um, and mental disease and, and, you know, lots of suicides um, attempts and in and out of mental hospitals or shock treatments, the whole seventies kind of style of mental health um, and then my dad was a raging alcoholic and he was people pleaser when he was sober. If you got him two to three beers, you could get anything you want. But after that, you're risking a lot asking him for anything. Or if he was drinking whiskey, forgot about it. And then my mom, we were poor, lived in trailer parks and projects. And she married a guy who... Shouldn't have been allowed around children, if you know what I mean, and abused me and my sister. Uh, I have an older sister who's two, two years older than me. She's two. <laughs> and she, we grew up thinking we were full siblings and then found out later who was it. So um, I'll say real quickly that part of my, I mean, um, recovery if you know or places where you tell your story to people and I, as part of my story i talk about as a child looking around and saying who are these people like somebody's made a huge mistake i do not belong with these people i always had that feeling and i was just smarter than everybody else um i was you know good at school i was a good athlete um, good speller i mean it just and not that those things, you know, those are just gifts that you're born with. It doesn't make you any special, but it was just different than my rest of my family. Tammy, what was it like growing up for you? My parents got divorced when I was seven. My dad was a drinker, but he wasn't a raging alcoholic, I would say. But um, he did drink quite a bit. He married a very narcissistic woman uh, that I had as a stepmother. So that was exciting. My parents, after the divorce, I stayed with my mom for a while, but then I ended up moving with my dad and with me and my other sister. There's four of us. So there's two of us grew up with my mom and two of us grew up with my dad. Not really like it was not like, oh, you take two, I take two. It was just kind of the way it happened. And there's like this whole long story with that. It was it was good growing up with my dad because I always wanted to be with him. He was like my idol, and he was very funny. Was this in Illinois? Oh, sorry. I was born in Arizona, and I grew up in New Mexico. Actually, New Mexico. Oh, jeez. This is really getting complicated. <laughs> right. Not even anywhere near at all whatsoever. So, yeah, I guess, I don't know if you want to go back to where my dad... The, the, how the hookup happened is that later well i don't know we could talk about it now but yeah that was my that was what i was getting at was like did you have you guys figured out where that overlap happened well well let me just fi finish my little yeah piece tell sorry yeah you actually, tell sorry no that's okay i think it's a it's a great story because it something just recently happened that even made it more solidified um but we i grew up with my dad and he was became a raging alcoholic and there was a lot of like verbal abuse and some physical abuse in the house. And it was very, very difficult, but regardless, I was uh, a kid with daddy issues for sure, for sure. And so I just followed my dad everywhere and he moved down here to Mexico and I started working in his charter fishing business and his real estate company and um, he, 
he was my everything, but yet at the same time was very super dysfunctional, another level, uh, either hot or cold, right? Like either you're amazing or you're a piece of shit. My dad died in 2010. So I thought that was pretty much it until, well, whatever. I felt a lot better once he died. I'm getting into weird things about like my personal situation. But after he died, I felt like this anvil of was like no longer on my neck and I didn't have the the weight of trying to please him constantly around my shoulders and I felt liberated it was actually really nice and I I will say it again that I felt like it was the best it was the best thing that ever happened to me when he died which is horrible because I idolized him so now we can fast forward to September 19th 2021 Don do you want to talk about that special day, which I call your other birthday. Sure. The MPE world, they actually have a word for it, right? Rebirthday. Yeah. I'm not going to use that. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like afterbirth. That's gross. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) So yeah, basically I'll say it real quick. Oh my God. In perfect MPE irony, I wound up with two sisters named Tammy. So that sister that's two years older than me is also Tammy. So that Tammy found out that my mom was pregnant when she met my dad. That was a hell of a first date, I tell you. (laughs) I went on 23andMe to help her figure out who her bio father was. And on September 19th of last year, I got my results back and discovered that there were two half-sisters that I'd never heard of. Not Tammy, her two sisters. So there's four of them. They're full siblings. They okay, wait. So to clarify. Okay. Yours, your older sister, Tammy, who is not on this podcast today, thought she was an NPE. Oh, she is an NPE. I mean, she is an NPE. And so you are just being of service by helping her to find her dad. Yes. And in that process you discovered that you are an NPE yes, and have all these sisters or she has all these sisters. Okay. Come back, go back to the sisters, get back to the four sisters. So don't even take it as any kind of, I'm suggesting anything, but I feel like you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> what I had to do is I reached out to both her sisters that same day. Mm-hmm. And within two hours, I had talked to both of them on the phone and I messaged Tammy, this Tammy that's on the podcast today, that day, and she was traveling. So we didn't get to Zoom. We Zoomed like the day after. You know what? I'm going to correct you, Don, uh because you did not actually message me. I messaged you. It was the very (laughs) first message, but that's okay. And she can tell you exactly what it says. What did it say? Go ahead. Well, you know what? You go tell what you, you, you message Rochelle and Stephanie first and you do that. And I will literally look it up. I have the, I have it saved. What no, I said I, to you. Yes. Trust. I trust you. But so can I jump over to Tammy for a second? So, yep. sure. so for you, when it came, when a, when a person, this 27% brother popped up for you, what were your thoughts and feelings initially? Well, this is always, this is the story um, that I was always pretty sure that we had another sibling out there because my father was not faithful ever that we can be sure of. And I do know that he spent um, some time in Taiwan in the Air Force. And so I was pretty sure, I still feel like I'm going to just put it out there. I always do that. I have another sibling out there that is Asian is Taiwanese is one and a half. So um, we were pretty sure of it so much that we had received this surprise inheritance on my dad's side, a great aunt that died. And she, we received an inheritance from a lady that I frankly, me personally did never, I never met. I am. Um, it was only my sister, my other sisters that had met her. So at the time when I was going, when we were getting this inheritance, I actually told my sisters, Stephanie and Rochelle, that were on 23andMe, I said, make sure you check and make sure we don't have any other siblings out there. Because I had just had two friends that said that they had gotten, they were in, they had siblings, not that they were in PEs, but they had new siblings that they didn't know about. So I told them, hey, you guys, please check this out. Because if you know, dad, 
has another kid out there. We're, you know, going to share the inheritance. And then they started looking up the legality because apparently we're already throwing Don under the bus before we even knew him. But they were like, well, he is there aren't technically his son if it's not on birth certificate. And I said, we don't know if it's not on a birth certificate. So we literally were looking. So I was pretty sure that it was going to happen. And so when it did finally happen, when we did finally get the news, uh, my sister, my oldest sister sent a note on our group chat that me and my sisters have that says, Hey, we have a, we have a half brother. And I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so you felt validated. I was completely validated a hundred percent. And I, and let me just tell you, because I was, I'm super dysfunctionally obsessed with my father. I was maybe still am that for me, it was like full stop. I need to know this person right now. I need to see him stat. And so we started stalking him as much as we could on Facebook, like every NPE, whatever side you're on, they start doing. And immediately I was like, you know, squinting. Is it, does he look like dad? Does he not look like dad? And so I sent him a message on Facebook that was just like, you know, I got to know everything. I'm sad. If you're sad, I'm happy. If you're happy, um, you know, like this must be so overwhelming, but I need to know. And then I also know me and my sisters were kind of overwhelming. I said, um, you might want to take it easy. It's going to be like drinking through a fire hose. I'm imagining it was just going to be nutso. And so that's how our relationship started. So uh, I won't ever forget it. I saved all the messages. And, you know, I was talking about this on somewhere, but, you know, I think a lot of, I mean, it's very traumatic, as you know, finding this out. But when you're dropped into the middle of four sisters who just want to find out more and more about you, it's pretty exhilarating, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of covered up the um, the trauma a little bit for me. Um, and then... Um, you know, I, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't think I look like, I still don't think I look like him, but I love it when Tammy or one of her sisters will say, oh, right then you look like him. You know, I just love it. I went to an appointment yesterday, uh, last week. I forgot to tell you, Don. And one of my, it was a, somebody that was a really good friend of our dad's. And I said, told him about you. Of course, any chance I get, I tell him people, his old friends about his son. And he said, oh, my God, looks just like him. Of course, I picked out the ones where you look the most like him, but 100%. <laughs> really? That's yeah. cool. Apparently, my and left elbow looks really much like his from the back. The back, <laughs> mm-hmm. the back hairline is exactly the same. <laughs> but <laughs> it's been um, quite the ride. And, you know, I got so lucky, Eve, that um, there's four of them. One lives in Bakersfield. One lives in Arizona, one lives in Louisiana, and Tammy lives in Mexico. But the one in, I found out in September, in the third week of October, the one in Bakersfield, her um, daughter was getting married. So they all came to California. And I got to meet everybody within a month of finding out. And um, and Tammy stayed with us, her and her daughter. My wife was like, Don, you don't even know these people. <laughs> That's bold. <laughs> But, Super risky move. And then we've also been to Mexico and stayed with them. And we got an Airbnb last December to go Christmas shopping in Phoenix together with her and her husband. Or fiance, sorry. And who Lisa and I both love. And the four of us get along great. Um, and I get along with all the sisters. You know, it's such a trip to like all of a sudden, oh, I have a sister that I've never had any conflict with growing up. Like we get yeah. along great. No baggage. I love no the baggage. no baggage. I love it. Yeah. Although I was our trip that we took. So, of one of the four times that I've already been with Don in since September, we took a trip all five of us, the four girls and Don, to like we met in Tucson, Arizona, and then we drove to New Mexico to see my uncle Dwayne, our uncle Dwayne, um, which was great because he was he's getting old. I think Don got to see our dysfunction and all of our baggage. So that was exciting. <laughs> so he got to be part of the, you know, he didn't, he didn't get to grow up with us and, and be with the whole, you know, there's four girls in five years. 
So I don't know if anybody has any idea what it would be like to have four girls that close in age together. It was just an all different, very different personalities. It was, it wasn't easy to be around us. We were horrible, wild children. And so Don got to see the adult side of that. Which on a scale of one to 10, like, isn't that bad? Like, I, I know it probably felt weird, but like the family I grew up in, <laughs> like nobody got drunk and yelled at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I get, I did get to see it, but it's, you know, whatever it's their family, family, does that. family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why you fucking move away. Right. Um, but <laughs> I just want to talk about really quick. What broke the ice between Tammy and I, first of all, I feel like Tammy, we've both kind of said this is like the other half of me. <laughs> like we are so much alike. It's crazy. And her fiance tells her he's like the female you or the male you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's all you know what nothing matters anymore it's all it's all it's all fluid it's all fluid yes so the um so i always say i feel like we're two magnets that are always trying to find a way back to each other but um but what broke that ice was tammy she was traveling a lot during the first like four days of the discovery, I guess. And she, um, well, let me, so she wrote in a journal on a plane. Go ahead. Let me just take a little, a, a side note. So I talked, I wasn't actually as excited about, I was excited about Don. I wanted to know, but I was nervous. And, and, uh, I was traveling and Don said, like, let's do a zoom. He was doing a zoom with everybody, with all the other sisters. And I think I was one of the, I, I wasn't the last, but whatever I was close. Everybody else had done a zoom with Don. And so my daughter was with me, so, and who we mentioned that she was so happy that Dom was around because she was also close to my dad. And she said it was like, there's another piece of grandpa, like he's still with us. Like it was just kind of like this, everything bubbled up to the surface. Anything that I had packed, stuffed away about my daddy issues were like literally like, you know, like erupting. (laughs) And it was, it was crazy. It was another level, the emotions that it brought out in me. I mean, so Don, I don't even know, I, I didn't even need to know him. I just all of a sudden was like, oh my God, I, I need to tell you everything. It was some weird need that I had to tell him. So I was traveling and I couldn't talk to him and I was embarrassed to talk to him because I was like, okay, am I like, like ridiculous, like super thirsty for attention from this guy that I don't even know. And I felt really weird about it. So I started writing in a journal and I was writing letters to him, like scribbly, like almost unlegible letters that I was writing to him. And I just like wanted him to know this stuff. And I'm on a plane. Carlos is next to me, totally fast asleep. And I'm bawling my eyes out. There's like tears on the, on the journal. And I'm like writing all this stuff. And I don't know, you know, that the the fact that I didn't know him or the distance or just that in fact, you know, I'm not physically in front of him. I was like, do you want to read what I wrote? And I would take a picture and send it to him. Wow. Which was ridiculously vulnerable because it was some pretty, you know, sad things. So anyway, Don, you can talk about that. I don't know what you thought about when you got those. I was going to talk about the happy part. (laughs) Sorry to interrupt. (laughs) No, no, but the first thing I said in the journal entry that she took a picture of, I think it was the first thing. I don't know. But the thing that broke my heart wide open was she said, I hope you want to be my brother as much as I want to be your sister. And it still cracks me open. And I think I wrote back and said, there's no friggin' way that's possible. Um, because what happened to me, it was like, you know, this, as it does to all of us, I, you know, it, it, it shifts you and, and, you know, that trauma just opened this hole in my heart. And the only thing that could fill it were these four sisters and, you know, particularly Tammy. Um, and I tried so hard not to put that need on them, <laughs> but I was so needy. I mean, I don't know if you, we haven't even talked about this, Tammy. There was, so we text, you know, Facebook message cause she's in Mexico I don't know why we don't use WhatsApp, but anyway, she, we text all day long. We used to do it even like, you know, all day. Another level. 
And then Messenger went out for like two days. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like in total like withdrawal. <laughs> like I, I don't know how we'd gotten through this without Tammy. Really, yeah. I don't. Um, and I feel so bad saying that because I know there's so many MPs out there that don't have that at all. And that kind of makes me sad. But um, but the... Um, but, you know, Tammy had... I mean, she was <laughs> she was Sit a out, mess. Don. She was a fucking mess because <laughs> I'm going to tell you why though because she had all this unissued like in telling me the good stuff about her dad. Yeah, she realized that there was good stuff about her dad, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. she had been holding on to the bad part, and um, so it was like we totally had a kumbaya all over the place. I, I did have great memories of my dad. I used to go fishing with him and all of those great things. And I did, but I wasn't remembering. I was just re- recognizing since his death, how much, how liberated I was once he died. And so I was never looking back at like, wow, I wish he was still here and we were still fishing. I never really, really thought, felt that way. In fact, my fiance, I was like, oh, I wish you could have met my dad. Every once in a while, I would say that. I wish you could have met my dad. You would have liked him. And he would say, your dad sounds like an asshole. I wouldn't want to meet your dad. He sounds horrible. And I was like, no, he really wasn't. I mean, to everybody else, he was amazing. He was just really hard on his kids. But I started looking at everything totally different. It's like watching The Sixth Sense the second time, you know, like where you're just, <laughs> there's, all this, there's all this stuff going on. And so I started going back and, and all of the the things and points in my life. And I just, I also have a, a different appreciation with for my dad's pain that he was in and all of that stuff. And honestly, I don't know if I would have ever gotten there or maybe I would have, maybe I wouldn't have, but it was the express train with, with Don when he was around. And so, Oh my God, like that's the greatest part about the fact that his podcast has missing pieces is that like, honest to God, he was the missing piece. I'm completely and totally in love with this guy he's like my other side and he's the first person i want to talk to when i'm sad and he's the first person i want to talk to when i'm happy so i'm so thankful i don't know that everybody's going to have that but it just it's um you know 27.8 percent apparently <laughs> i want to get t-shirts that say that oh you should that'd be so fun oh my god that would be great that's amazing oh you just got me like my mind just really started going with t-shirt ideas do you want to hear something yes. that'll make your hair on the back of your neck stand up? Yes. All right. So speaking in, of the sixth sense. Yes. Yeah. So in 2000, the year 2000, oh. I think this friend of mine in LA said, Don, come to this place with me called Club Med. Cause I want to try to hook up with some people, you know, <laughs> it was just, he wanted a wingman. So I went and um, that was really like, nice of you. I did. and Really nice guy. And so mm-hmm. I went, whatever, so we're there for like four or five days, came back, blah, blah, blah. Never thought about it again. I've only been to Mexico twice. That time, and then I went to Tijuana once. And in that time, we flew for a long time, count. blah, blah, blah. And I know. And it was on the Sea of Cortez. That's all I remember. So when I started talking to Tammy and she said, yeah, your dad lived here or dad lived here and blah, blah, blah. I looked up, oh, that's kind of close to where that Club Med was. And I looked Club Med Mexico and couldn't find it, couldn't find it for all about. Cut to, we went down to Mexico, Lisa and I, to visit her and Carlos. And we also were doing a little film project with them, um, this promo for the town. Anyway, so we're scouting locations and we kind of do this turnaround on this road and there's like this gated up thing. And I said, what's that? To Carlos, her fiance. And he said, oh, that's an old club med. <laughs> we pull out to this beach out on the beach where you can overlook everything. And you, I see all these buildings, abandoned buildings behind it. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are the chances of that? Well, how many people live in that town? 8,000. 4,000 people then. Yeah, probably, back right? then. In yeah, exactly. Yeah, back then. And like, I was in the same town as my bio father. And like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like, crazy. I don't think... And yet, there's, we just keep having these stories. So, is it crazy? 
<laughs> Probably not. Well, the the story, the thing that happened just recently was that. So we've kind of calmed down. I think I've calmed down. I'm not quite as emotional. Literally, I was like crying and could not sleep. I, for the first month, I couldn't sleep at all. I was hmm. 100%, and I was crying every night. And I'm sure Carlos was like, "This is kind of awkward. You don't even know this person." <laughs> I'm like, "I don't. Know. He's my brother." So um, <laughs> I pulled so, that. <laughs> my sister. <laughs> my sister. What are you talking about? I could talk to her for hours. At in, uh, like literally hours. No, but recently, um, my sister Rochelle, who's more into the genealogy, the oldest, and she sent away for his, my dad's military records because we were never really sure. And I don't, and Don can talk about, you know, his, the information he's getting from his mother doesn't, it's just pretty vague. It's not really anything, um, you know, a lot of in depth stuff. And so we know that Don was conceived in Blytheville, Arkansas. And there's an Air Force base there. My dad was, my birth certificate father was in the Air Force. And so I was conceived there. But then he got out of the Air Force that summer. They moved to Illinois and then I was born up there. But I was conceived in Arkansas. Got it. Around March. March of 19, what do we want to tell your age, Don? <laughs> March of 1965. Died, right? Okay, so about that time. So we knew that my dad went to, it was a Mississippi for boot camp. We didn't know a lot. So basically, we got the information that he was actually, it seems like he was definitely stationed at the end of his service in Blytheville. So he was stationed there. What we thought was it was just like a, you know, passing in the night, a one night stand, a whatever. Like that was kind of all that we information we got. And we still don't really know more about that. But now we know that our father was definitely stationed in Blytheville. So the other like kind of things that ha- that we just realized, or at least I, I've created a different story in my head because I want to know the story weirdly i don't know that it matters my sister kim's like i don't give a crap he's my brother don's our brother and i don't really care how it happened but somehow i want to know i'd love to know if it was a relationship a caring loving relationship that was whatever so anyway my dad was definitely stationed there his um his father my grandfather had passed away only a few months prior to march to Don's conception. So we're, I'm wondering about his state of mind. And also, um, <laughs> right. It's not funny. It's not funny, but I'm, yeah. But yeah, just, it's, yeah I mean, he's I'm broken hearted. He's just lost his mom. He's just right, a hot exactly. air force guy in here in Arkansas. Exactly. Exactly. He's like, just is devastated. And on top of that, he was, he enlisted in 1962. So this is 1966. He was only four years in. He was, he already got his jump boots. Like he was ready. He was going to go into Vietnam because he was only, um, because he only had four months left. They said, okay, we're not going to send you. And, and according to my sister, which I'll believe is true. All of the other people in his troop that, that were in his troop all went to Vietnam. All of them died. Like if Oof. he would have gone, he would have died. And Don would have been around, but we would not have been. So I'm thankful that he stayed. But he was going to be going to Vietnam. So he... YOLO. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I want to believe that it was a, you know, a lot 1965 and, you know, scared young man. He was 21 years old and his dad had just died. And then, he, and then a miracle happened. So that's my story. When Don makes the movie the made for TV movie, then that, that'll be the story. <laughs> It'll be emotional and romantic. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because I really want to know too. And my mom is just button lipped about it. And my wife always says, Don, none of us want to think about the night we were conceived. <laughs> <laughs> but NPEs do. And, right. and siblings of NPEs. But yeah, because when I first, talked the very first message which is insane how vague it was i sent to her sisters on 23me was hi let me guess your dad was in the air force in 1965 that was pretty much it like are you serious <laughs> that was your message well, no no it said i found my out i didn't know until today my dad wasn't my dad let me guess 
your dad was in the Air Force in 1965. But I just thought, like, I don't want to defend myself, but I'm going to. I thought that they were looking. I didn't know that it sent them an email. I thought in order to get my message, they had to be looking at what I was looking at, that we were half siblings, right? I didn't oh, even mention mm-hmm. that, hey, we're half siblings. What's going on? Mm-hmm. So, um, but, so the, and so when, you know, we all talked, they didn't know their dad had ever been in Arkansas. They thought he was stationed in Mississippi. So, and my mom said it was a one night stand. So we all thought that he was just passing through. Like we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like what was That's he doing? That's how one night stands happen. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's on the move. Everyone's on the move in one, with one night stands. That's the only way it happens. So that's the narrative. <laughs> and just for the record, it's pronounced, if you're from there, Blavel, not Blytheville. Blavel. Blavel. I'm not from there. <laughs> Don, did you work your accent away? Did you ever have an Arkansas accent? Or did you, well, you know, it's stay strong I, against it? With those no, summers in Illinois. It's the summers in Illinois. And then when I was in seventh grade, I moved to Illinois. And I was my first five years were in Illinois. So I just always balanced out. Like I never, I'm a chameleon, basically. If I've been Arkansas, I will start saying y'all and fixing pretty damn quick, probably. But I adapted just, you know, to not be called a hillbilly when I was in Illinois. And then when I was in Arkansas, they'd call you a Yankee. So, Right. You never fit in anywhere. I didn't until these four sisters. Until now. Until now. But seriously, Eve, and I think I probably told you this personally, but finding out and finding out who their dad was in terms of personality and stuff, like it, my whole childhood makes sense for the first time ever. Like it Mm -hmm. made everything make sense. And, um, you know, and it's like one thing about growing up the way I did is, like somehow I persevered as they say in the Midwest, pulled myself up by the bootstraps and went on with my life and kind of made a pretty decent life. And the four of them all did the same thing. And um, our dad had a worse childhood than any of us. Right. Hmm. Like, and he made something of his life. Uh, So it's like whatever he had genetically, he passed it along. The resiliency gene. Yeah, it's amazing. And I fit in with these four way more than I ever have with my own family. Mm-hmm. I, my own family. Ooh, that's a slip. My <laughs> real family. <laughs> but the wow. um but I fit in with them just personality wise, sense of humor wise, just way like the first time I had a conversation with one of them was um the first Zoom was Rochelle. And my wife was there in the room and she was like, interrupted us. I said, oh my God, like you guys, the conversation you're having, he's never had a conversation like this with this. Cause we were diving deep into the genealogy thing. And right. Like DNA. And like, he could never have this conversation with the siblings he grew up with. And part of it's just, they don't have the curiosity. I don't know. I hate like saying how wonderful they are. If it's saying that my siblings aren't wonderful that I grew up with, but. I don't know. It's just a matter of fitting in. It makes you wonder so much. Like, I know the nature nurture thing. Right. I don't, I just, it seems so in this case, anyway, just, um, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I match Don in personality better than I match my other full sisters, quite frankly. I mean, I love them all and, and all that, but I definitely, I, I, I'm not a phone talker, but I could talk to Don every day, literally, mm-hmm. without, I, I, I always, you know, we try to sneak some time to talk to each other. And when it's been a while, I'm like, wow, it's been a long time. I, we haven't talked to each other and it's only been like two days, <laughs> but we text, <laughs> we literally text every day without any exception. And also too, I just want to say to the MPEs out there that um, if you're in a situation especially if it's the opposite sex, include your mate. Like, like I made it, we both did like, let's all four of us are going to zoom. Right. And they ended up loving each other. And it was weird because all of a sudden you're giving your energy to this other woman. Like it was a little weird for my wife and rightfully so. Right. It was weird for, it was weird for Carlos also. 
But by including them, I think it put them at ease. And like now we're all four thick as thieves. And um, and Eve, I'm giving her away when she gets married in November. No, you're not. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. What? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a really, really cool. I and, love that. Yeah. No, I'm actually glad you talked about that, Don, because I think that's. Um, there's a lot of of like elements of the NPE dynamic experience of meeting people and talking to people and tr- finding connections with people that are, re- there's like a lot of subtext that's really uncomfortable, but nobody knows how to talk about it or nobody is talking about it. Um, and you just did it. You just put it right out there. Like, Hey, like include spouses, include partners. This is weird for everyone. Um, because of where energy is going and, um, and so I, and I think, I think we have to start doing that more, just saying stuff out loud about what's um, like the uncomfortable things um, and how, yeah. how we're working through it. I think, I think that's awesome. On one of um, Lily's podcasts, there was a guy that talked about how he met his a little sister and he was, he said, and he said it so naturally, which felt awkward for me, but he said, my wife told me we're just like teenagers in love. And I was like, that's just weird. But that's literally kind of, it's like you're, it's super intense and super um, overwhelming. And there's a lot of emotion. And for me, there was a ton of emotion. I'm sure, I don't, I only talk about myself. I can't, Don finds out that his dad's not his dad. But for me, I'm like, my dad's been resurrected. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. something weird. Mm-hmm. And so it's been, it was a lot, it was really weird. And it felt like too much. Like I was obsessed with him. And, and like, how do you define that? Like, I don't think you can't read about that in a book. Like, you know, you're going to find a new brother and you're going to be obsessed with them. I mean, it's calmed down. Thank God. Finally. (laughs) I mean, it was like, it was overwhelming. I couldn't, I'm glad that things weren't, were going okay in my life that I actually could focus on that because it was at a weird time. And I think Don even too was at a point where he wasn't working any like major jobs at the time. And so it was like, like one time he said, Lisa talked, said that you guys talk an hour a day. And I was like, you do not. It was like an hour and 45 minutes yesterday. I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> but at that time I still took on, I was like, dude, we've only talked to each other twice today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember when you did get busy? Yes. Like, you know, cause I, I was going to this MPE group, which I think I told you about Eve, but mm-hmm. like, and one of them had this relationship like Tammy and I, right? With her, she was a girl and he was a boy. And then he rejected her, right? And um, she was just, and I heard her on, it was, you know, a Zoom meeting. So I did the Zoom the night I dropped, I drove to San Diego to drop her and her daughter off and just had this wonderful experience with them, loved them, and then get in my car and drive. And this woman starts just the whole therapy session, group therapy mm-hmm. was about her crying because her half brother rejected her so like so you know we're in this like you know love fest and then she got busy for like just crazy busy for like four days oh no available and i was like oh my god don's worst nightmare yeah it Mm -hmm. sent me back to like when i was like that insecurity as a teenager you know what i mean like you know which is the same thing what we've been talking about is those you know some but anyway I but it was weird. It's just weird. It was weird. Let's be honest. Yeah. It was a little bit odd. It was odd for, for me, but I couldn't help it. It was like an, I was on a involved because I'm emotional, like my brother. And so I was also anytime that, you know, I don't, I'm always worried about, like, am I annoying him? He's so cool. I don't even know why he's like me, you know, <laughs> Stupid <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> but now I know that I'm more cool than him. It doesn't even matter. You're way cooler than me. <laughs> you are. And you're funnier, too. I feel weird sometimes with the other three sisters, Tammy's sister, you know, full sisters, because it's, I don't think it was obvious to them until we went on that trip together, maybe, that how close that you and I are. Um, but, yeah, you know. Stephanie was like, do you guys talk all the time? <laughs> and I was like, why are you guys like best friends? What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that bothered me too. When we all four went, the first place we went, we had to stay in two different apartments and we were in different apartments. And I was just like, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. 
But it was better. It was so much better. It was so much it was, better. It was because I got to bond with Kim a lot, who we drove there together from LA. Um, but I just wanted to, if I could find this really quick. But um, what are you finding? Oh my God, I can't find it. I'll try Pretty to paraphrase nice. it. So, <laughs> so Kim, the one lives in Bakersfield, and I drove, you know, from Tucson to LA there and back during that trip, right? We met everybody else there. She's in Bakersfield. She picked me up and then we went. But so we had a lot of time to talk. We didn't play the radio once the whole time. And um, and so on the way back, we were talking about my relationship with Tammy and it became obvious to her that how close we were. And and I, she got a little defensive and I don't know. I was trying to explain it and I don't know. And then she sent me this. I didn't know if I had succeeded and she sent me this beautiful text later that day or the next day saying, you know, I just think that, oh, my God, I'm going to blow it because I don't remember. But it was basically saying when you found out your dad wasn't your dad, it was like you fell out of your family boat. And so your old family was in a boat and we were in a boat and we were calling you to come get in our boat, come to get in our boat. And she said, but Tammy jumped in the water with you. Oh, oh my gosh. And that was just. A perfect analogy, I think. Mm -hmm. No. I told you yeah, she you, said that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. But it just still gets me that she said that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's really yeah. amazing. So, okay. I found the um, my very first text to Don. The very first thing mm -hmm. I said to him. They're going to think you're crazy. <laughs> right, right. I'm dying to know everything. First... I'm sad for you if you're sad, but I'm excited to know you. I am sad my dad has passed away before you can meet him if you wanted to. <laughs> if you wanted to. Is your mom is your mom still alive? I wonder how she remembers my dad. So many dumb questions. Sorry if it's overload. Me and my sisters have no filters and we tend to overshare. You might want to take it slow. I believe a trip to LA is already planned. Like literally, that's the same day that we he found out. A night we'd already planned a trip to Los Angeles to meet. <laughs> That's awesome. I hit the jackpot. <laughs> yeah, you really did. It's really awesome. Yeah. Um, I wonder what it is that makes some families a jackpot like that and some families, you know, the opposite. I mean, I know that it, there's like probably one of every, you know, at least one of everything. Like there's, there's, it's, it's, it's on a spectrum and there's extremes on both ends, but you know, I just talked with, I just talked with people who were, who are siblings. I mean, so they're in the Tammy position of being the siblings that were contacted by like outside NPEs. And they, you know, they're both kind of struggling with, with, and so I just, I just wonder, I wonder what it is that makes people so complicated, <laughs> I guess. You know, I think, Dom is just so much like it, it could have gone it, right. Amazing. <laughs> it could have gone either way. You know, it really could go another way. I I mean, I we could you know get somebody that just doesn't click with us. Mm -hmm. I mean, my I just think that it was. Um, I don't know that it was a crapshoot. Like it was just the rolling. Yeah, of the it's dice. just like all the stars were in the right place at the right time. Right, but Rochelle did say. I don't want to find another one. I, I can't go through that again. Hmm. My, my oldest sister, she was like, and I said, yeah, I can't wait to find another one. I'm, I don't know. John doesn't want me to find another one because he's crazy. I'm going to throw him away and discard him like he was I know. Used. I do not want to share. <laughs> you guys, this was amazing. This was, this, I, I feel like I've, I'm in this like weird groove of saying this was amazing at the end of, of these talks. And it was, but I want, it was special it was more special than that and and i'm i'm so grateful to you too and i also want to do it all over again because now i have lots of like questions and ideas of things we could talk about yeah i feel like the first half was horrible <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was boring no no nothing about this was boring nothing about this was boring i'm so happy to share our story all the time it's my favorite thing i tell everybody i just like you said I tell the grocery store clerk and, of course, show all of my favorite Dawn pictures because I have a Dawn uh, photo album on album. my phone. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, I've I've seen that picture. And like, just didn't compute that. It, yeah. Oh my gosh. I did see that picture. I remember all these people were like, I don't know in the, in the Facebook group were like, what's the AF? I don't understand. And Don was like, mm, let me. Did, did, he t- did he tell you the story about how she got left? She felt left out. No, no. Cause she like, she was the one most reluctant to meet me, even though she lived in Bakersfield. And so we, she didn't want to talk on the phone. She didn't want to zoom at first, but we planned to make lunch. And so, at lunch, she fell in love with me, of course, and Lisa, and she invited us to the wedding. She hadn't invited us to the wedding at that point. And, and so afterwards, she texted Tammy and her sisters, he's great. I love him. I First, I thought he was going to be a little extra, but I love him or something like that. And so Tammy screenshotted it just and sent it to me because she was saying, oh, she loves you, blah, blah, blah. She, but I saw the part about being extra. extra. Yeah. And so I'm like, what does extra mean? <laughs> <laughs> and so. Am I extra? Mor- Are you basic? <laughs> yeah. I know. So Morgan, her, Tammy's daughter mm-hmm. had explained it to me. And, and so then when they came to visit, I got a shirt that said extra as fuck. Or, oh, sorry. Extra AF. Extra AF. Yeah. Um, sorry. More editing. <laughs> <laughs> But everybody um, loves that picture of us. Because yeah, both, it's so great. Happy. We need it. I need it for the. Um, I need it. Oh for yeah, you can put it on Instagram. Yeah, I'll put it on Instagram if you'll let you're me. Super, you're super welcome to have it. Awesome. Yeah, send it. it. Send it right over. It's in my. I also have a folder for the Blairs on my phone. Amazing. Yeah. All, right. All right. Anything last? Any last thoughts or words or encouragement or advice or. If you want uh, to go to San Carlos, Mexico, on the Sea right. of Cortez, Tammy owns a real estate company there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't need to plug my real estate company. I'm, <laughs> but I appreciate it. Um, I, I know it. No extra words. I'm so thankful. And just like uh, he said, if you don't, if you're open to it, to receiving other humans that didn't ask for the situation that they came into, you know, have some empathy. I think that's just huge. Have some empathy of the other person. And, you know, our um, family's family. What are you going to do? You don't, you don't always love them all. I mean, you love them all, but you don't always like them. So Mm -hmm. family, family's family. Hmm. That's what I say. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you for giving me in the middle of your day. Um, yeah. Anything from no. you, Don? No, I just thank you, Eve, for being of service to the community. I love your podcast, except when it made me cry at work the other day. And um, but I did love it. It really. No, it was good. I texted my MPE therapist and said we got some stuff to talk about. Um, so, but thank you so much for being of service and uh, and being such a beacon for those of us in the MPE community. Oh. Well, stories like this that 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 help me. It's like really, I'm doing it for me as much as I am for anybody else. Yeah. Really, really awesome. Really, truly. Thank you so much. All right, you two. I will be in touch as I listen back to all of this and f- figure out what to do to do with this mess. That was such a fun day. I'm so grateful to Don and Tammy for being open and vulnerable and giving me some time. Everyone, please go over to Don's podcast and subscribe to it now. And he's got more episodes coming out as the year goes on. So as my episode comes to a close, his will still be going. See how that works? We can You can listen to different, different parts of NPE creativity throughout the year. Um, anyway, okay. So all week, all, all the time in between recording sessions, I think of all the things to say on this podcast. And I think, oh, I'll tell, I'll tell everyone about this. And oh, that happened. I'll tell everybody about that. And oh, this is this thing I'm thinking about. Or, and I get here and it all just mostly, most all of it, like 99% of it, it just turns into nothing like mist that evaporates into the Los Angeles skyline. So I'm just going to leave you with that imagery today, my friends. You won't, you know all the things that you can do to support me. Follow me on social media. Join the Patreon. Leave a review. Blah, 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 blah. Want to get a funny t-shirt? Go to my website. 
Want to share your story or complain about one thing or another? Email me, eve at everythingsrelativepodcast.com. Want to cool down on the dog days of summer? Have a popsicle. Thanks for being here with me, regardless of the weather. I will be back next week for the second to last episode of season four. Definitely come back because I'll be making some fun announcements and my guests are just fan-fucking-tastic. And don't forget to put on sunscreen. Bye-bye. Everything's Relative with Eve Sturgis is produced by Eve Sturgis and Kaylin Egan and edited by Joy Rumor. Logo designed by Ivy McNally and music is used with permission from Goodbye the Band. Eve is a licensed psychotherapist, but her podcast episodes are not therapy sessions. Thank you.